I'm Rodney Harrison. I'm a lecturer in Heritage Studies at the Open University. I'm an archaeologist by training, and I've always been interested in anthropological aspects of archaeology. So I've spent a lot of time working with communities, recording oral history, and working collaboratively. And I think I've always been interested in the way that people develop a sort of sense of place and the way that heritage feeds into people's sense of, of community. And I think a lot of those aspects come through in the course. Uh, I've also worked for state government heritage agencies in Australia and I've worked as an archaeologist working for on behalf of developers as well as the state uh, as well as local communities. So I've had a, a hat in every corner really. Heritage has had a bad rap in that people see heritage as sort of bad history or, um, you know, they think of Disneyland or, or sort of museumification of the past and, and a lot of archaeologists and a lot of historians see that as, as bad and is in contest with what they do. But I think that there are also lots of positive aspects about heritage when we think about heritage in terms of social practices and in terms of community building. And I'm also, you know, I think there's lots of dangerous aspects about heritage. I think heritage, as it's used by the state, can be awfully excluding of diversity in society um, and it can be used uh, for example in Nazi Germany you know heritage was used to exclude uh, people and to justify all sorts of atrocities so there's a kind of cautionary tale in this as well which is about uh, the dangers of heritage when it's not looked at critically heritage is a very powerful force and it's something that is pervasive in contemporary society it's something that we're always coming up against and it's something which in a way um, grew up in the wake of deindustrialization in the west and it, and it's been argued that it is a form of of industry that replaced those industries that were dying um, that were being you know over overcome in the wake of deindustrialization you know the coal mining industry in the uk as the coal mining industry declined, we had the growth of all of these coal mining industry museums that kind of celebrate the decline of things. So heritage is, in a way, something that takes over when the function of something else has passed. It sort of celebrates those things that are passed, and it, it, it's about remembering those things that are past. But it also has this slightly insidious side in that it, it, it infiltrates all aspects of society and it, and it can over override things that are still living, things that are still living aspects of culture which I would see as being quite dangerous. When most people think about heritage they sort of think about the practical aspects of heritage, conservation, restoration of buildings and, and management of historic sites and in the past heritage has been more about doing than thinking. So critical heritage studies is not so much concerned with how we conserve heritage but why we choose to conserve heritage, why Societies might value particular sorts of objects and places and practices over others and why, why we would choose to memorialise and remember particular things from the past by conserving them while we forget other things by allowing them to fall into ruin. Historians quite often criticise heritage because they say it, it presents a sort of glorified or inaccurate version of the past and it's more interested in producing a sort of national story that fits in with the image of citizenship and nationhood that particular nations want to put forward about themselves. I'm much less interested in whether something's authentic than I am interested in why people choose a particular story about the past to emphasise. What is the aspect of that story which is important in terms of the way in which a nation wants to present itself or the way in which a community wants to celebrate its sense of collective heritage? So... 
it's getting at the meaning of of these stories that people tell about the past these things that people choose to memorialize and remember and we exclude particular sorts of histories and particular sorts of material heritage so thinking about those people that are excluded from the national story and what that does in terms of power and representation in heritage in heritage studies it's conventional to distinguish between official heritage practices um, things like the sort of conservation and, and listing of places by the state and unofficial heritage practices now these things unofficial practices exist at a local level and relate to the cultural work that communities do which helps bind them together as a community and helps establish a, a sort of relationship with a place in which they live. Some, some examples include things like folk stories and festivals and one of the things that we look at in the course is uh, the Notting Hill Carnival which is a very good example of a sort of unofficial practice that, that isn't really sponsored by the state. So it's this, this sense of the sort of top-down nationalistic approach to heritage versus this bottom-up um, very local, very sort of community approach to heritage and, and the way that they relate to one another. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.